Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Scoopy Radio on your airwaves, on the plane, on the train, from the East Coast to the West Coast. Everywhere you want to be, I am Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. Make sure to subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast which is available on all platforms, Spotify, iHeart Music or iHeart Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, or simply by visiting scoopbradio.com. And on the line right now is a guy that's pretty much on my childhood. I can't lie. On the line right now is the one and only Jeff Hamilton. If you watched the Lakers win a championship back in 2003, you saw Kobe Bryant donning a Jeff Hamilton leather jacket, a jacket that was designed by him. If you watch Dipset and you watched a whole bunch of other hip-hop videos, you've seen his work. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Hamilton on the podcast. Jeff, welcome to Scoop B Radio. This is Scoop B Radio. Thank you, Brandon. So, of course, man. You know, you and I, we met recently uh, in person uh, at the 2K party. We had been emailing and corresponding back and forth. And when I heard you were there, I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. You're a legend. Um, first and foremost, how many years in the game, where did your career actually start? You didn't start out making leather jackets. Where did your formation and your career start? Uh, I, I, I was born in, in Africa and uh, studied in, in France, uh, math and physics, and never knew I was going to become a designer or being in, an artist and, and be artistic, you know, and... Uh, so when I moved in, I'm married when I was 19 years old, and uh, when I was 23, 24 years old, I decided to come to America with a wife and two kids, and uh, and I started basically hustling the streets, just going out and and buying and selling from business stores, trying to make a living. And uh, three years after I moved in, I started Guest Dreams. That was my first company. I said, you know, Guest Guest for Men. That was my first uh, company. So I started a company with $22,000 in 1983, and Within two years, I was doing $75 million a year, and I barely, I didn't even have a green card. I mean, it's completely illegal in the country, and uh, <laughs> of course, I mean, that didn't take me too long to become legal when, when I was successful, and uh, so when I finished, um, when I finished uh, uh, Guest in 1986, 
Uh, I started, you know, because I was very successful and I used to write Hollies and so I started making jackets for myself. And very crazy leather jackets, which, you know, they were impossible to make because I was making them by hand with little scissors and cutting piece by piece and appliquing it. And suddenly everybody wanted to get the jacket for me. So that's how the whole Jeff Hamilton jacket thing started because everybody wanted it, you know. So we got George Michael that wanted it and then Michael Jackson and Madonna. Then subsequent to that, we got the Andy Dice Clays and then the, the, the rock and roll, Motley Cruz and Guns N' Roses and so on and so forth. And uh, I won't put a sign, you know, because I was such a big basketball fan and an NFL fan, a friend of mine said you should design some jackets for, for the league. And um, I, I went, I met in the league and they said they, were, they really wanted to give me the license. But I said, you know, I mean, the most expensive item they had at the time was people were buying only at Kmart and, 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 and uh, uh, Target and they, they, were, they were not high-end products and, you know, because the fan basically was buying only the t-shirts and the hats. And uh, so they gave me the license and I said, well, just because I love so much the game, uh, I'd love to do it. Now, even if I sell only to the players and the owners. And of course, the, the, the business took off. Scoopy Radio on the line with Jeff Hamilton. Subscribe to Scoopy Radio Podcast on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app. Simply visit ScoopyRadio.com. Jeff, I want to take a step back. Um, 1998, um, the Bulls, uh, Michael Jordan hit the last second shot and against yes. Brian Russell. And um, I was reading, uh, the first thing he asked after hitting the shot was, where's my jacket? And you handed it. Yeah. Yeah, what was exactly, that moment yeah. like to, number one, see the shot and then to hand him the jacket? No, he see the shot. I, I, I mean, that same picture. I'm, I'm in, in that, in that iconic picture. Actually, I, sometimes I post that on, on my, on my IG, uh, because, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm right in that picture. I'm Waldo. You look into the crowd and you see all the emotion, but you see me like, like my hands, slapping my hands, you know, but, uh, uh, but I, I had done, I've known my, I had known Michael since 85, 86, and I made mm-hmm. the jacket for him for, for the, the previous one, 96, 97, uh, I did the, 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 the 91, 92, 93 as well. But yeah. the 98, obviously, was the most iconic one. So uh, I went back to the to the locker room. One of the security guys came and picked me up. And, you know, he's the only one who calls me Jeffrey. Jeffrey was my coach. So I got him the jacket. I put it on. And, and, of course, I was taking pictures. I was with him. And I was getting excited. And suddenly... Uh, Stuart Scott from, from, from ESPN called me and said, Jeff, you know, do you want to do a segment with us on, on ESPN? I said, well, I'm, I'm talking to Michael. I said, well, yeah, you can talk to Michael. You can be in front of 60 million viewers. They're going to see your jacket. <laughs> and so I said, well, I'll do the 60 million viewers. And um, it was pretty amazing. And that was in the locker room with, with, the, with, with the whole team. It was an amazing moment in my life. Jeff, how did Michael find you? What was the process? How did you get it? Was it after working on Mike Tyson and Michael Jackson? How did that work? No, I, I think I think the, the, the best, I, I don't want to call it exactly the circumstances, but I really do think, I, I think the magic introduced me to him. And one day I had a call, uh, I was in my office, I don't know, probably like 1986 or 87, and uh, my receptionist uh, calls me and she says, there's a guy, he said, he's Michael Jordan. 
I mean, like they didn't believe it, you know. That's all, you know, it's true. I think that's one that was, that was, that was him, you know. So, um, and I've had a like, couple of calls from him like that from time to time with, you know, this is Mike, you know. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like, uh, always my heart drops. I mean, I've met him 50 times and every time I meet him, I still have my heart beating a hundred thousand miles an hour, you know. There's only three people that have done that in my life, you know, just, uh, him, uh, Muhammad Ali and, uh, President Clinton. Unfortunately, I never got to meet, uh, President Obama, but I'm sure I would have the same feeling. Yeah, um, going back in time, like I'm, I'm looking at pictures on Instagram. I'm, I'm recounting your MTV raps. I was seeing your work before I knew it was your work. Will Smith, uh, wore your stuff, if I'm not mistaken, not just in public, but on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air as well, correct? I, I don't know that he, I, I don't think that he wore a fresh prince. I, I know, I, he might have wore maybe sometimes. I mean, I mean, I, I, Martin did it, you know, obviously. Martin Lawrence wore it on, on the, the opening of the show when you see him like, uh, in, uh, on the opening of the show, he was wearing my thing. You could see the big JH. I did all in living color. You know, every time you see a leather jacket, it was Jim Carrey or, or, or the Wayne's brothers. I mean, everybody or Jamie Foxx. I mean, they, they all had my jacket. Um, I mean, I used, I, I, I was kind of like a, a one-stop shop. Like whenever me, somebody needed a jacket, which was like for the boys band, like calling me bad, or of course, New Kids on the Block were one of my biggest, uh, that's where I got probably the most publicity was with New Kids on the Block because I, I had, uh, they were basically wearing my jacket everywhere in all the teen magazines and, uh, and they, they were great kids. I didn't realize it until today I was, as I was prepping. I always saw it. I didn't know it was you. The NBA, uh, 50 greatest players, uh, when they had the yes. ceremony and during the 1996-1997 season during uh, All-Star Weekend, uh, all the guys wore their jackets. You had anybody from uh, Larry Bird to Walt Price Frazier to Isaiah Thomas to Magic Johnson. Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain, Dr. J. You name it, everybody. Yeah. And uh, interesting story, I, 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 you know, when I, when I made those jackets, um, I went to a pre-med line, you say 15 or 20 of those players, and I said, you know, uh, Oscar Robertson, I said, just give me the original jacket, and I'll give you two jackets in return. And uh, I made the original one, and I'll give you two exactly identical, but I want the one you actually wore. But you, I wanted to sign in the original. So I got probably about like 10 or 15 of them back from those players. And that was uh, that was a great project. So I'm, I'm actually thinking of wanting to do the 75th birthday, yeah, uh, 71st anniversary uh, in uh, in 2022. Man, that that's that's an honor. That that portion. I'm looking at a picture on your Instagram of all the guys in front of the the 50th greatest. Uh, it was in Cleveland, 1997. In Cleveland, uh, exactly. I did it, and I'm looking at just the pictures of all the different guys, Michael in the center, Stockton in front of him. Um, yeah, and Magic next to him and Bird on the other side. You know it by heart. Um, yeah. you, also, you also did stuff with the Olympic team in Barcelona. Uh, you made them jackets yeah. and gave them, gave him, the, from what I'm reading, you made the jackets and they gave him, they gave you their jerseys. That's um, correct, yeah. Did you know then what you know now of how iconic that team would be revered years later back in 1992? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I did. 
I, I was so excited. I mean, I, I, I knew that I was watching uh, history at the time, you know, and uh, and I was with them in Barcelona. I was in a hotel with them. I would have dinner with them before the games. Um, and uh, it, it was really uh, a very special moment. I was in the locker room. Um, and the games were, were, were played very late. They were played around 10, 11 o'clock. Uh, local time in Barcelona because people wanted to be able to broadcast here in America at the right time. And uh, it, it was very, very special, you know, a uh, very special time of my life. What was Charles Barkley like back then? Oh, he was always great. He always been a great friend of mine. He always fun and, and jovial and charismatic. And it's it, it just always been a, an amazing guy. And, and truly, like, I... I a friend of mine. I mean, I, I suppose you have not seen him for last year or year and a half, but uh, I love Charles. I, I when knew I, him when he was in Philly. When he played, I met him actually when he was in uh, in Philly. Mm-hmm. When you look at, um, I feel like in, in basketball currently, it's like this passing of the torch. Obviously, LeBron was given the torch by Kobe when he retired. Wade recently retired, and LeBron is at this point now where he's kind of like the OG, and he's going to have to pass that torch on um, to the to the to the other guys that are coming behind him, even you know teaming with Anthony Davis on the Lakers. I want to take a step back to that time, I guess '92. You're you're a fan of the game as much as you are a designer. What sense did you get being around that team, um, that dream team in '92 with Magic, Isaiah, and Michael? Did you see any similarities then? I, unfortunately, Isaiah, unfortunately, Isaiah was not it. I think he got uh, he, he, they didn't give him. He, he didn't make the team, unfortunately. But right. Isaiah was he deserved to be on that team, but unfortunately, they didn't take him. That's right. Chuck Daly coached that team with his head coach, and, and things happened. So to take a step back, um, when you look at when you look at uh, Magic and you look at Bird and then you look at Michael, did you get a sense of like? They were passing that baton on to him. What was it like back then for you, not just as a designer, but as a fan who actually was around them? I, I, you know, I, as, as a fan, and of course, growing up pretty much in, in Los Angeles, you know, since I'm in my early 20s, being a, a hardcore Laker fan, uh, I was uh, a Magic fan. But, you know, when Michael came in the scene and stuff, I was... I mean, you cannot help being a Michael fan. I mean, as much as, as a Kobe fan, and for me, Kobe, for me, I think, might be the greatest player, I, I still think Michael is the greatest player of all time because, you know, maybe fundamentals, Kobe and LeBron might have more physical talent. So, mm-hmm. But Michael not only had the physical talent, but he had the charisma, he had the personality, he had the class, he had the... the the, the 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 sense of urgency, the desire, the the eye of the tiger that 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 made him so so unique. And uh, for me, that's the reason why I think Michael would always be the greatest. And as I see it, and and but I, I felt like yes, they did probably at that time. At that time, Michael was a star. There's a question that as big as as uh, um, Bird and 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 uh, Magic and. Ewing and all those guys were icons, uh, and Malone and Stockton, but Jordan was a star. Michael, Michael was a star. And, and I feel as of today, I think nobody is, is about to dethrone him of the greatest of all time. I don't care how great Tyson can be. I mean, 
and was, and uh, uh, Ali was still the greatest. And it didn't matter if he, he, because Ali was the whole full package. True. Scoopy Radio on the line with Jeff Hamilton was dubbed by former late-night TV host Arsenio Hall as a 90s fashion icon. He called you the emperor of the leather jacket. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That was, that was uh, always a great honor, actually. In 1991, um, People Magazine devoted stories that you'd, you're not a, a star until you wear a Jeff Hamilton jacket. And, uh, interesting story. So at the end, they say, what stars would you have loved to do jackets for that he's not done? So I would have loved to do, of course, I would have loved to be in the era where Elvis Presley was because he was also so iconic. And I would have loved to do a jacket for Madonna because at the time I had not done jackets for Madonna. I mean, I had done jackets, but not directly for her. I mean, like her first video, um, borderline, somebody wears one of my guest jackets, you know, but, um, so I got a call from Joel Silver, the, um, you know, the, the famous producer, and, uh, and he calls me and says, well, you know, after the, the people magazine comes out, I say, well, I, I, I'd like to help you. I cannot help you with Elvis, obviously, but with Madonna, I, I can help you. So how, can you make a jacket in three weeks from now? It's her birthday on August 16. Can you make a jacket? Say, For sure I can. So, so we ended up making a jacket. I ended up making a jacket for Madonna. And, and you made jackets for everybody. I'm sitting back and I'm looking for those who are listening to Scoopy Radio. He's made it for Drake. He's made it for Madonna, Mike Tyson, as you mentioned before, President Clinton, as well as Muhammad Ali. Uh, you made a Denver Broncos back-to-back Super Bowl championship jacket. Um, and for many millennials, uh, they remember the Lakers championship era in the 2000s, the limited edition jacket. Uh, that was purple. I remember uh, Shaq, or rather Kobe and Shaq wore it after they beat the New Jersey Nets in, in 2000. 2000, and 2001, and 2002, yeah. All three of them, yeah. Did Kobe and Shaq have their hand in designing that jacket? Not, 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 not at all. Not nothing. They didn't, they didn't know. But, but at the time, I created a, 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 a concept that, you know, we in the world that you want instant gratification. When you win something, you want to get, when you go to a store, you want to buy, you want to wear the same day. And that's basically why it was to, to the, to the locker room, because basically they were wearing that great t-shirt and that great cap, you know, championship. And, um, and I was making the jacket. Originally I was making only for the stars. I started with Michael and, and Scotty. And then of course, ultimately I started doing, when I did, when I jumped to, to the, First, I started making the jacket for the whole team and for the Lakers as well. And so um, the idea was that they felt that they were getting the, 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 the that championship ring right there. They didn't have to wait four months for them to get the championship ring. They were holding that, that jacket and putting on kind of a badge of honor. And, uh, and that's, that's where we were getting all that. I mean, that, that, that Chicago Bulls jacket was the most successful jacket that I did, uh, that I sold in my lifetime, you know, because in, in a hundred degree weather after the, in, after June, June, July, and August, I, I ended up selling 2,000 jackets at $2,000 a jacket, you know, that was, that was $4 million in business for, in, in, in three months. Yeah. In the middle of summer, because people, people didn't buy the jackets from me because 
they were called or because they need something to to to, to protect themselves. It was kind of like a, the woman, woman. They wanted to relieve the 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 time where Michael was the jacket, where Kobe Jack wore the jacket, where where Tim Duncan, David Robinson wore the jacket. So that's where that's where we were able to make a difference. Jeff, I tell you what, one jacket that is non-Laker and non-Bulls um, that I absolutely love uh, was the 2003 NBA championship jacket that you made for the San Antonio Spurs. When I look at it, it, re- it yeah. reminds me of a zebra mixed with a cheese danish that I would get from a corner store growing up. <laughs> Where did you get the idea for that? What, what was the concept? Well, you know, usually most of my designs, I, I try to kind of like get a feeling of, I try to throw in in the, in the back all the elements that things that are, are, uh, for instance, when I did the Lakers championship in 2002, I, I, by 2000, I started thinking, like, let me just put, I don't want to use the, the basic colors always, like, uh, it's a gold, black, red, white, and black. I mean, it's Lakers, purple, and gold. I, I want to incorporate other colors, like baby blue, like the, the sky in Los Angeles. When you think about Los Angeles, what do you think? You think about the Capitol building. You think about the Hollywood sign. You think about the sand. You think about the, the, the blue sky and, and the, the beige sand, you know? So those are the things. I, I put those elements together, the, the palm trees. And, and that's kind of like where I wanted to, to, to do it. And putting all those elements, and I incorporate the actual logos. But also when I give logos, I did, I did, I, I would incorporate, uh, uh, the real basketball material as, as a trim. Or when I went in, in 19, uh, 1997, when, uh, on the fifth, uh, championship, when Michael wore the, the, the satin leather shoes, uh, on the jacket, I said, I used satin leather as a bunch of my trim, different things that I was using just to be, Relating to the, that time of of, of of to that era, yeah, man. And 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 the thing about it is, I really feel like when you make these jackets, they, you get the, down to their personality to a T. When I look at uh, Drake's jacket uh, in 2016, when they did a farewell Kobe jacket, it encapsulated not just Kobe, but it had Toronto Raptors colors in it, obviously because the All Star game was in Toronto. So you- he wanted he wanted the name. He came up with the idea farewell Mamba and uh, and basically I, I I didn't talk to him directly. But I talked to some people and I told him my ideas, you know. And of course, he wanted to incorporate the Jordan Brand logo in it as well. So we said basically, even though I didn't have an NBA license, I had to get the NBA approval to get it done. And uh, and that jacket, that was also an interesting story. Part of the deal, I told him I was going to charge him. It was an expensive jacket. It was a seven thousand dollar jacket, and. Um, I told him I would charge him, I don't remember exactly, like three or four thousand dollars with only mm-hmm. one condition that if he made a post of that jacket on Instagram. And ultimately, he made uh, eight to ten posts. He got way over two or three million likes on, on those images. And within a weekend, uh, my Instagram jumped 50,000 followers. So that was a good, a good move for me to do that. And I got so much publicity from that. Jeff, how hard is it to get licensing? Uh, 
it was not hard at the time. Right now, because I've been out of it, you know, it's been, uh, it, it, you know, I, I've not tried lately to get it, but it, 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 it's challenging right now. Right now, I think it's pretty much, you know, there are a couple of the big players and great players are doing an amazing job, such as Fanatics and Mitchell and Ness and all those people. I mean, they're doing a fantastic job doing it. And, uh, but there is a lot of other players that have some of the license that, uh, you know, I mean, I think I, I should be doing the leather jacket. Nobody else should be doing it. If you, if you want my real opinion, I mean, because I know that I'm, I'm, I'm getting bombarded every day. I, I probably get 50 to 100 DMs a day. You need you to come back and you need to bring your jacket back in the marketplace because listen, when this Golden State had a championship jacket by me, I mean, you would see it a little bit more than I don't know if you ever seen a, a championship jacket that looked like that, like the, the, the Bulls or the, the, the Spurs or, or the Lakers, uh, lately. Nobody's doing things like that. So it's kind of like, uh, I never saw my jacket that much as, like I told you, as jackets. I mean, they were pieces of art. I mean, people refer them pieces of art because every jacket was delivered in, in their own garment bag. I personally Scooby signed every radio. single jacket, manually signed every single jacket. I, I, every jacket had a limited edition plaque on the inside. There was a date where the jacket was made, numbered, and, and, uh, so it's quite of like, and that's the reason why those jackets have been going up in value because I curated the product like it was something bigger than just simply a coat. Help me understand something. Um, race car jackets. Um, yeah. I, I would imagine race car, I think, is, is like or racing, or NASCAR racing, is like cash yeah. cow. It's like, you, yeah. were you making yeah. the, the NASCAR jackets as well? Well, that, 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 was, that was my biggest thing. As big as the NBA, my love is with the NBA, 100%, more than any other thing. But I started making a lot of jackets. When I broke up with my, my company in, in 1992, 93, I started just checking out on my own. Um, I, I started with NASCAR and that just took off like crazy. I invented the, basically the replica jacket of uh, the drivers. The dri- instead, of the, instead of having driving seats, the top part of the jacket and, and simplified it and made it the jacket for the fans. And I was selling the jacket by the tens of thousands. And one of my greatest achievements and, and pride that I had was that from the sport, and, and, and hopefully I don't offend anybody, I think, mean, being so redneckish, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's just really a widespread 300,000 fans, and, you know, it's all southern rednecks, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, they wore those jackets, and, and they probably wore them, and I was able to turn those jackets into an urban... Uh, item and and in '96, uh, '97, because of my my relationship with so many great retailers in New York and Philly and and Boston, I was able to place some of my NASCAR products into those stores, and the kids in the streets, uh, the urban culture embraced that jacket, and it became for for about two years was the hottest thing, and every kid in the street was wearing my. M&M jacket and my side jacket and my mm-hmm. Dallin Hart jacket and my Goodrands and my, my, my DuPont jacket and, and, uh, and actually at the time I recall, uh, CNN did a big feature on me on that. How, how can you take such a, such a, 
a sport like NASCAR that really does not relate to, to the urban culture. And, and you have just the people in the streets actually wearing it in, in, in all the, 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 the urban cities. Yeah, Tommy Hilfiger and Timberland kind of dealt with a similar situation in the 90s. Right. And I think how you respond to it is how you keep customers coming back. And obviously, you responded to it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, I mean, to me, I, you know, because of, of my eccentricity of the way I make my jackets, and, and I, I'm not shy with colors, I'm not shy with details, and I, and, and, and I really try to pride my, my jackets as the best quality out there. Uh, I think my clients, I would say 70, 80% of my, my clients were, uh, Latinos, Af- African American, predominantly, but also Latino, but like mostly very urban, and they really understand, and they, they 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 could carry a jacket like that and wear in the street, and like I do, you know, myself, I go out and I wear a plushy thing, I nothing bother me, you know, but uh, and 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 just really set the path for for my business to be like that, and that's why I'm still, even though I've not. Been in business for the last years. I've been doing a lot of custom here and there for different people, but I don't have a normal distribution right now. Even though I'm, I'm trying to relaunch the brand right now. I'm trying to find some strategic partners uh, uh, to, to relaunch the brand. Um, my my market is is is, uh, is I mean, and that's why my name is. And then sometimes I get people like that, 20 years old. I mean, I was not in business like 20. I mean, whatever. They they were not. Uh, they were not uh, born when I was in business, and that uh, they know and they, they, they refer to me as 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 uh, they know they're very familiar with my product, and because uh, because of what they've seen, the history of the things that we've done over the years. Tell me something, Mitchell and Nash. You mentioned them earlier. Um, iconic brand yeah. because they sell nostalgia. Um, right. A, bir- a birdie told me uh, that you guys may have some type of situation brewing. Can you tell me about that? Well, the bird is keeping uh, in the right direction. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we are working on, we work on a couple of uh, collaboration projects. Um, mostly, uh, the first project we're working on is, is working for, for, for the, uh, the NBA All-Star in, uh, in Chicago. Obviously, first time that Michael comes back after, after he won the slam dunk contest in 1988. So it's, 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 it's a great, uh, it's a great project to work with and, and Mission that that is is, is an, also an iconic brand and being a great fan of them and really amazing people and uh, uh, I, hopefully the, the, the projects come through project come through you know we've done the designs already and we just wanted to make sure that uh, we can go forward with it well you talked about people who are young and kind of um, first of all congratulations on the, on the Mitchell Ness situation um, and I feel like you were kind of ahead of your time. You were doing stuff with guests back in the day. I own guests. I was a founder of guests. I was a founder of guests, James Clement. Yes. That I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when, when the women's guests started after a year, eight months, one year, I approached them. They were, we were very close friends. And I, I, when in 1983, people didn't know what the concept of licensing was, except Pierre Cardin and brands like that. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I asked them to give me the license for the guest, for the man's wear. And I was literally the first uh, guest licensee in the history of guests. Wow. Started the company with $22,000 and was shipping $5 million within uh, 24 months. Uh, yeah. You... $5 million a month. No, that that's that's significant. Scoopy Ray on the line with Jeff Hamilton talking all things sports, guest jeans or guest brand at large and Michelin Ness. Um, that's significant. Uh, when I look at guests, I look at the impact that it's had on culture and it, and it, and it cross pollinated. It wasn't just mainstream. It was hip hop. It was, it was, um, high end fashion. It was more. Do you think that in today's day and age, you could replicate that? I, I think so. I think so with the right elements. Obviously, I mean, there is a lot of adjustments that need to be done because obviously the, the retail business is not where it used to be. You have mm-hmm. to have a much stronger. I mean, you can imagine where I, I was able to succeed at the time and have a great level of success, and then without uh, we didn't have social media. Mm-hmm. It was word word of mouth, pretty much. I was not advertising, and pretty much I never advertised. Of course, for Jeff Hamilton, it was only word of mouth, and the stores had the, the, the merchandise, and people would sell, and and you know, obviously there was a word of MTV where. You know, and, and, and whether it was Nelly wearing my, my thing or, or, or Cam or, or Jim Jones. And, you know, in fact, Jim Jones, I, I think that's Jim Jones uh, and Zato, a big dog, I, I came up with a new song. Yes, Hamilton. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're shooting the video next week in New York, so they want me to be in a video in myself. So I'm, I'm still trying to make arrangements to see if I'm going to be able to make it because it, they're all going to be wearing my all my vintage jacket. Help me understand something. I uh, I grew up um, fan of of of, of Dipset. Um, how did when and how did they approach you about designing this stuff? Tell me the story. Um, the, the majority of of all the whether it was Jay Z or or or, or Daddy or you know uh, uh, Cameron or Nelly. I mean, I had one store which was iconic in, in uh, on Lexington in '58 called Genesis mm-hmm. in New York. And that was the one-stop shop that everybody went to get their jackets. Right. And and they had all the connections. So every, there was a lineup every day. All the kids and all the stars were coming in there and buying content. And ultimately, they always wanted to meet me, and I ended up meeting all of them. But the credit goes to Genesis at the time. That's how I met most of all the all the, the hip-hop world. No, that makes sense. Scoopy Radio on the line with Jeff Hamilton. Got a few more minutes. I, I look at guys like Supreme, um, and it seems like in today's day and age with social media, um, they are doing just the thing that you were doing, except they had the social media wave now. What do you make of it, and what do you think of Supreme? I think I think it's a phenomenal brand. I mean, I, nothing but 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 uh, the phrase to them because uh, they, they create a brand and they have a, a way of marketing that, that I don't think that any other brand, everybody's trying to duplicate what they're trying to do, but they, they have done. And I don't think anybody is still getting close to, to doing something like that. It, it's amazing what they've done. Uh, and, you know, my, 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 my goal is to do a collaboration with them. I'd love to do a collaboration with the Supreme. I mean, I think it would be a natural thing to, to do a drop of 200 Supreme ex Jeff Hamilton. Um, I'm sure, like those 200 jackets for five grand a piece, will be snagged out in two minutes. 
That would be the easiest million dollars that Supreme would have got. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, when I look at that, I feel like guys in the streets uh, who weren't in the NBA, uh, they looked yeah. up to the guys in the NBA. They wanted to dress like the stars on TV. When you look at Dipset. Actually, actually if, 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 if James Jovi are listening to your podcast, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I look at those guys, they wanted to dress like what they saw on TV. I feel like Dipset, they had the custom jerseys, they had the, the custom jackets. When you look at the 2000s, you look at the Hey Ma video, you look at uh, some of the other um, the other videos that Dipset was in. They really dressed yeah, like, like the ball players, and they made it cool. You were part of that. Yeah, and you see that they were they were like like funny enough. I mean, you know, uh, they had. Cam, they had that uh, Get Them Girls, you know, a video. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I never saw the video. And uh, it, it, maybe three, four years ago, I started looking at the video and watching the video on YouTube. And, and I, of course, he's wearing all my jackets with Jimmy mm-hmm. Santana and Jim Jones, who's, by the way, an amazing, amazing guy and good friend of mine. Um, travelers, you know, those guys are, are really good friends of mine. And... Uh, and then I'm looking at like in, in, in a group of the guys all there. I mean, Dancy is in the video. Uh, uh, Kanye is in the video. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> knew who Kanye was. Nobody have ever heard of Kanye. He was a great producer at the time. Maybe within the inner circle, people knew who he was. But the public had no idea who Kanye was. And I was mm-hmm. kind of like very flattered to see him. In the, if you watch it, and, and, and also on that song, I mean, the main song, why, the reason why I wanted to video, because he mentions my name. The camera yeah. mentioned like uh, Genesis, uh, Jeff Hamilton, Genesis, Leather Time, you know? So. When I look at guys like you and Jacob the Jeweler, you are iconic. Have you met Jacob the Jeweler? Yeah, I have. I have, but briefly, uh, many, many years ago. But, you know, and, and I think he's the greatest when it comes down to the new one. He, he, he's taking the watch business into a, a different level and, and the complication like that. I'm a big watch fan and collector, and uh, and he, he, it's amazing what what he has done. You got to wrap this up, but I gotta I, I gotta wonder. You talked at the beginning of the interview about Magic Johnson and the Lakers. Do you like the Lakers' this chance this year? Will you be making them a jacket this coming season? Uh, I don't have an idea. License if I if if if, if, I, if uh, Mitchell Ness wants to be something. I could not do Mitchell Ness because they do all the throwbacks. But if I I, I certainly would love to do something with them. You know, actually, I was, uh, I mean, uh, last week at the, the NBA 2K uh, party, I, I met Anthony Davis for the first time, and uh, I'll, I'll be very proud to do. I mean, I've, I've done, I've known LeBron when he was in high school, so um, so for me, it was uh, I always known LeBron, but I'd love to do something for him and, uh, and for the team. I'll be very proud to do something for them for sure. Last question. Best piece of advice that you've ever received? Best piece of advice? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody has told me that, but myself is, my motto is, be yourself. And and always, uh, and, and then that maybe, I, 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 I kind of stole it from Michael Jackson's house. When I walked into Michael Jackson's house, they had a big sign that says, those who reach just the stars. And always, uh, there's, there's never, you always have to go forward. Just go forward and, and, and try to touch the stars. That'll work. You're a star, Jess. Thank you so much for your time on the podcast. Thank you, Scoop. I really appreciate your time. Scoop B Radio. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.